Hello, my fellow hemp nuts. Are you ready for the cannabis bonanza? We have a fun show for you today. All right. Joining us again, performing every week in Manhattan. You might know him from In Living Color, The Chappelle Show, and currently starring in HBO's Crashing, Greer I'm, Barnes. I'm, I'm not starring. Starring. Uh, to me, you are. Uh, <laughs> that's, what, that's what we watch it for. We're like, for, forward, forward, forward. Pete Holm, too? Oh, <laughs> Just Jesus. kidding. I know. This is starting off great. Uh, <laughs> The and also joining us is Jan Roberts, oh. our licensed clinical social worker, keeping us in line on the show. How are you all doing today? Let's Good. do a daily check-in. <laughs> Excellent. Daily check-in. What is that like? <laughs> like daily, we go like, around the room. How do you feel physically and mentally? That's what I was about. Yeah. Okay. How do so you we feel get that? that? I'm all right. You know. Yeah, I'm breathing. <laughs> yeah, I'm right. Vitals check out. Uh, I, don't, I don't have any. Uh, uh, pains or anything i'm good that's good. very good, good and good. my name is jayhan marku and i'm your resident cannabis Yay. researcher and he's like knows everything yeah cannabinerd cannabinerd we like that term we oh. like that term so how are you jayhan oh not bad not bad uh there's uh, some fun topics out there yeah? uh, countries are starting to say they're exporting cannabis and I'm just wondering which countries will be accepting imports of cannabis. That's <laughs> is a, the U.S. That's a, the missing piece of the puzzle, I think. <laughs> is the U.S. doing that yet? They Well, they've been accepting imports from pharmaceutical companies like GW Pharma with their... Mm-hmm. Um, Where are they out of? They're in the U.K. Uh-huh. Yeah. And they okay. got their secret greenhouse. You can't even see it on Google Maps. And really? They've probably grown more cannabis tonnage than anyone in history uh, but, huh. you know, I think someone like them is uh, they don't want other countries to begin changing their laws and producing their own cannabis and exporting it because they're a pharmaceutical company. They benefit from j- being the, you know, hey, we're going to ship it I, to you. Yeah. Wait, these guys are the guys who um, have epidiolics, right? Yes, that's one of their products. What, what other products do they have? They also have Sativex, uh-huh. which brings me to the word of the day, Uh-oh. which is Nabixamol. And this is a weird word, N A B I X I M O. What does this have to do with weed? <laughs> well, when you go out there reading studies, you'll, you'll or, or sciences news articles, you'll see this word nabixamol a lot of places. And what this is is a specific extract of cannabis. It's basically like a generic term for Sativex, because not a lot of people want to advertise for GW Pharma, so they'll they'll say nabixamols, which is like basically a cannabis extract. Uh, dissolved in, in ethanol, then it's sprayed in the mouth like a tincture. Okay, but and, it and, has. And what's it for? Well, it's uh, been approved in the UK <coughs> since 2010 for things like multiple sclerosis uh-huh. and spasticity, uh, overactive bladder. You know, a lot of symptoms of multiple, multiple sclerosis. It's yeah. been people can uh, get it also in Canada and Mexico and about 30 countries. It's so we can't get it here. No, no. It's been in studies for like I don't know. Uh, 10, 15 years in That's the U.S. That's so crazy that we have these medications that are totally, people know about. It's been shown to be, you know, very helpful to people with certain conditions, but yet for some kind of friggin' bureaucracy, we can't do this here in the U.S. Yeah, you know, and, and I think, uh, and much like Epidiolex, you know, it's it's not produced here. It's it's exported from them, by them. Right. So the, and then they can in do In England. Yeah. They export to the world. Yeah, yeah, but what's but we can't get it here in, in, in America. Right. Good mm-hmm. shit. 
Yeah. Well, like, wait. wait Epidiolex ha- has been approved, so we can get it shipped here from us. But if and, so, someone is that wants, the same thing? No, that is. Uh, so their Sativex spray is. They take their THC plant and they make a hash oil extract. Mm. They take their CBD plant, uh-huh. make a hash oil extract, and they mix those two together. Get this nice even ratio. They put some ethanol in there, a little bit of peppermint oil for flavoring, and off it goes. Epidiolex is they take that same CBD plant mm. and they just purify it and purify it until it's just pretty much pure CBD. And that was a Schedule Five drug now as of last what? year. Um, and uh, is is its indication is uh, epilepsy? So that's wait, but they charge how much? There one of the big issues in Greer, you would like to know about this because one of the big issues is that they've spent so much money trying to research these drugs, but mm. the problem is now it's being sent, the costs are being shifted to the patients. And how much, did I hear it right that it was like $30,000 to be able to use this drug? Or is that Maybe just without to, insurance. To use which one? Without insurance. <laughs> Does insurance cover it? Uh, you know, I'd have to double check that, but it is a licensed pharmaceutical in this country, so it should be covered. Yeah, but, but a lot of times insurance companies won't pay for stuff like that if they feel like it's experimental the, or something. Uh, experimental you know what I mean? Drugs. That's a good question. I can find the answer. I need more time. But but, you, <laughs> yeah. but this presents like a huge problem in cannabis, and we were talking about this the other day, about the cost of things and how it's really an access issue and impacts mm. people negatively who are on budgets and or their insurance doesn't take, you know, or won't pay for cannabis to be treat, you know, used for their treatment. I, I, I just couldn't help but to, like, think about our conversation, the last one we had with Randy and mm. how he was talking about how he had used it for his epilepsy, but yet – you can get the medication from the pharmacy paid for, right. but then can't get the cannabis paid for to treat the same condition. It's mm. friggin' ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. That's that pharmaceutical shit again. I know. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, maybe on the lighter side of that, I read a, a good story. Is there story. a lighter side? Oh, I, I read about uh, Mike Tyson's uh, cannabis ranch and research center he's opening up. And see? There's oh some God. competition for you. I'd like to see them at a conference. <laughs> like, <laughs> I want to set up some rules. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. That's right. You did Mike Tyson. Yeah. <laughs> oh, please, please, please. Uh, what so would he say? I, I, I just did it. <laughs> <laughs> that reminds me of that video. Of course, I've had to watch it again, the fly fishing TV yeah. video. But you actually do a thing with Mike Tyson on there. Mm-hmm. I love yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> So he he, uh, he just put up a, a, a cannabis-friendly music festival in I think like the Desert Hot Springs. <laughs> yeah, I've heard about that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and it's the future site is like going to be a 412 acre like cannabis. It's not 420. No, he, area he's acre? waiting on those eight acres. So it's like <laughs> <laughs> he can only do 412, not 420. I love that. Wow. Did you realize we started recording today the video at 420? Nice. Isn't that great? I kind of like that. Well, so anyway. This? Yeah. Yeah. We're going to start recording at 420. <laughs> Go ahead. All right. Oh, my God. Anyway. So what else is going on? Oh, um, well, you know, I've been thinking a lot about sort of um, dosing and how people use cannabis and different effects. And it, it started, I saw this, uh, this, this study I can't get out of my head makes me think about the, the effects that cannabis has, whether you're old or young, male or female, and how you're taking it. Right. Uh, so I was in Italy for this conference, and they had these old mice and these young mice. 
and they get they you know they have trained the mice in the maze and they run through the maze they learn how to do it then they give them thc and, and see what happens and then the young mice they get lost and it takes them longer <laughs> to get through the maze that's because they can't handle their shit son yeah but you take these old mice and you give them thc they complete the maze quicker mm-hmm. they're like smarter makes them sharper yeah. it's uh, i was just thinking about that like it it maybe you know there's some nuances here about how people use cannabis and maybe how it affects i think definitely how it affects a young person is going to be different uh than how it affects an old person but it also may you know definitely the different ways that you can administer it why why is it how did they administer it to these mice well, they injected it <laughs> oh. <laughs> which we don't hear about Wait, too much were these you, were you thinking that the mice were sitting there smoking a joint nah, maybe. <laughs> sometimes they, maybe they put it in their food or something yeah you know i mean do they hot box them sometimes they Ooh. they have these uh different devices that have been developed one of them which was really interesting was like this little cone you put the mouse in and it would send in like a mist or a steam but it's a little hard to regulate because you don't know if they're like they're holding their little mouse breath or like whatever um oh my god what was did you ever do anything like that with animals in your research um well we did uh cancer research so we did inject them with uh, cannabinoids to see if we could reduce their ter- tumor burden. And what and, did you find out? Um, you know, there were some mixed results. There were definitely in the mice that had breast cancer, uh, you know, this certain um, CBD formulation seemed to be effective in the mice. Um, and doing what? Like reducing or yeah, completely getting rid like of? Like the mice that weren't getting cannabis uh, products, their, their, their tumors were much bigger, much more pronounced. They're doing worse. Um, things like that. It was it was really surprising, but uh, it is like I, I always felt bad for the mice. I would like talk to them, give them the I called it blue glove therapy because you know, I hold them. <laughs> oh my god, that's horrible! <laughs> you probably traumatized them. <laughs> you probably traumatized them with your blue gloves. They s- had some kind of Pavlovian response where they would see your blue gloves and would get all nervous. Yeah, that's actually something you have to do in research. Is the people handle them actually? You want you have them to wear blue gloves. Well, that <laughs> well we have to wear like the same stuff all the time because you want them to get that baseline. You don't want them to freak out because there's like some new smell or some new thing so they get like used to hanging out with you running through your mazes and taking the drugs you give them and then they sometimes they like look forward to it you sometimes you open that cage and they're like popping their heads out like you got some more of that stuff (laughs) from yesterday (laughs) like pinky in the brain (laughs) (laughs) what are we doing today brain Same thing we do every day. Yeah. <laughs> I think there's definitely some that plot against you. Oh they're, like, they're, they're waiting for you when you open that cage yeah. to, like, shoot out. <laughs> <or> like <laughs> Can't you imagine, like, seeing Jayhan running after the little mice? <laughs> Down the hallway. But I know. Come here, little mice. And the other doctors are just walk, moving out of the way. Like, you're not going to try to stop the mouse. <laughs> Run, he has my joint. Get him. <laughs> <laughs> so why, So I have a question then. So oh. do you think that cannabis affects people differently because of their age? Is that what you were saying, well, like the difference y- between That's old? actually something I wanted to talk to you guys about. You right? know, Jan, I think you're in a unique position because you deal with people in your clinic of all ages, right. Right? right? And some of them are using cannabis as, you know, registered patients in their state. Right. And maybe they're using it for different things. I mean, right. imagine there's like some stuff they all agree on, like it helps with this. And then maybe there's other things they endorse or side effects that right. some have that others don't. I don't know if you've right. seen anything like that. 
I don't see, you know, it's more about how long someone's used it rather than their age. Not that I've seen anything in the clinic. I mean, I've seen everything, and it's really kind of difficult as a clinician when you hear, like, adolescents Mm -hmm. talk about it because it used to be thought of, since it's illegal, is it an ethical issue if I don't report that? And so Mm. we've had, like, as clinicians, lots of conversations like, is it really safe for our patients to talk about it no matter how young Mm. they are? Because I have, I've known patients who have used cannabis as adolescents to treat their anxiety and treat their mood disorders. Mm. And I'm kind of of the belief that as long as my patients are telling me what's going on, I feel really good about that. And I would never want to dissuade anyone from talking to me because of their age about it. Does that make sense? Yeah. And then I have like, I've had clients. In fact, I had one today who um, had taken some time off from cannabis with some of the treatment. And he's like, you know, I I feel like it's time for me to go back on. And it was cool because we were talking about the endocannabinoid system. And he was noticing that some of the flashbacks he was having from his his condition um, were coming back. And so he was like, you know what? I think it's time to treat cannabis. And I actually treat it with cannabis. And I actually talked to him about it, about how it's so important about, you know, it helps you forget these really kind of traumatic memories and stuff like that. And it's been very helpful for him over the years, uh, the medical Mm -hmm. cannabis. So it would be interesting. You know, you talked about how much they use. There's actually a measurement in some of the abuse studies that people like to do. Uh, it's called joint years. So they right. like talk about <laughs> patient A's joint years, and they come up with this value of how many you know joints per year you smoke. Like kind of an absolute value. You know, really. <laughs> what does that joints. mean? <laughs> well, I, like. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I I think it's calculated something like the number they estimate, like how many cannabis cigarettes you're using within a certain time frame over how many years and you multiply them oh, together yeah. kind of like research kind of like patient years yeah, patient so years, it's maybe yeah. it's, it's like if you have 15 patients enrolled in the study and they're like studied for 20 years it's 300 so, patient years so Greer what like kind of questions do you have about dosing and stuff nothing nothing <laughs> Jesus. No, I want, like, what were we talking about? Yeah. Like, just the whole like, how dosing does someone thing. Know? How do you figure it out? How do you... How do you even know what kind to use? I know. You know, what's the method of <clears throat> consumption? How does that affect someone? No, and there, there are <laughs> tactics to that. You know, and, and maybe, you know, here's just, again, a conceptual example. You know, when I think of someone who's, like, retired, I'm thinking they probably want to use it to sleep or relax. And maybe if you're more active or you're, mm-hmm. like, working, like, three, four jobs, you're like, I got to function better during the day. And those would probably be two different, two different tactics things. that yeah. you might two use. Two different what tactics? Is like, what do you like, mean? Um, like, uh, if you are, say, trying to use it to sleep, you might take a whopping dose or you might take it orally you're like i don't really care when this kicks in because i'm going to try to go to bed anyway but if you say you're like i have to relieve this trauma or these muscle spasms mm-hmm. i need it to work right, right away you might be thinking mm-hmm. more like inhalation right or some sort of microdosing strategy because you're like i need to clarity i need to function i need it to work right away right whereas you m- other people might be like i just need this to kick in eventually so <laughs> it doesn't matter whether it's a sativa or that's a good question. Yeah. Like, I what's love that in question. it? What's because in which it? One it we wait, get that question it, it, all the, the time. Sativa and the other one is what? Uh, indica. Indica. I know one of them gets you like hyped. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and so I'm thinking that that as far as dosing, like if you wanted to be like this in the morning, then you would take the either sativa yes. or the 
So they, they, they've started to like pin that down to chemical profiles. And so THC and, and CBD, they're there in the plant. But you have these other things, like the smell of cannabis is, doesn't come from THC or CBD. Um, like drug-sniffing dogs aren't trained to, to smell THC. They're trained to smell the floral compounds on the, the plant. The terpenoids. Yeah, the terpenes. terpenes. What about oils? <laughs> well, that's Can dogs smell oils? <laughs> if there's terpenes in there. Oh, if right. there's yes. terpenes. But, um, yeah. Um, and so these have different effects on us. Like you heard of like aromatherapy. You, like, you go uh, into Whole Foods mm. or some other natural food store people are sniffing that peppermint oil and they're like yeah. digging it like there's a reason like your your brain has this kind of like ability we to have, get things from well it. we have at our practice um at partners in health and well-being this really uh, you know the practice that i have mm. you walk in and we have oil um uh what are they diffusers yeah. and essentially we pump peppermint and lavender and sage into it to kind of create like a relaxing effect and this is and what everybody's inhaling uh, yeah, but it's coming through the sure. air, and you don't. It doesn't take a lot to light, you know, to to make the whole room smell good. But that's kind of what terpenoids do. They're these essential oils in cannabis that yeah. can actually create a fragrance. So, like, um, so something that's very lemony would uh, that's a uh, limonene. So, like, that sort of smell is also found in like the rinds of, of citrus fruit, sure. right? And right. that's been studied by itself. They've administered it in like. Uh, psychiatric wards to reduce anxiety like as a very kind of pleasant feeling so like even if you take an orange peel and squeeze it you'll yeah. see right. oil from it then. right yeah that's right. where they get it from they and tear up the orange peels and they boil hear that it. and we can do it ourselves <laughs> <laughs> well people used to throw uh, orange peels in the curing process of <coughs> cannabis to give it that more citrusy smell but you know what though that and think about that smell it kind of activates you right that's mm. kind of what how you can really it's really fascinating it if is. you choose your cannabis depending on the smell follow your nose yeah. yeah yeah what's that called there's an actual term like a perfumist oh or no like no no it's some kind of like science like some kind of study <laughs> where you actually smell and it and it's supposed to be good for you that smell oh like, you're automatically kind of attracted to the smell that you need, if that makes sense. I think so. Uh, well, the body's weird like that. You kind of crave, in a sense, what you what you need. But I think one thing I also want to say about limonene is it actually stimulates serotonin receptors right. directly. Hmm. So that's why people feel good. It's not just like, yeah. oh, I had lemons as a kid. Yeah. It reminds me of this memory. It's like, no, it's it's like a, a mild drug. And what's I think important to remember about all these terpenes is they are grass. They're generally regarded as safe by the FDA. Like there aren't limits on it. People buy it by like the 55 gallon barrel and really? things like that. Yeah. Huh. Um, but when you start combining these things with THC, you can alter those subjective effects that people have. So like um, one that caught, like you talked about sativa and indica. And when I think of those, I think, you know, stimulating versus sedating. Right. Mm -hmm. And so um, there's a compound called pinene. So if you go hiking in the mountains and you like you breathe in that piney yes. smell and you feel your lungs yeah, expanding, yeah. it is expanding your lungs. That's it, what it does. And it also stimulates your brain like you're more active you're more alert and so if you have a cannabis variety that has pining in it and you take with thc that's something that would be very alerting right. keeping someone like up all night mind racing creativity mm. so this is this is what's so fascinating is that in the industry we keep talking about indica versus sativa rather than what is the chemical profile of the plant because that tells you more about that as well yeah yeah, right? yeah. So there's that hybrid thing like yep 
Well, you, I mean, some people think <clears throat> that the calming effects of CBD really aren't related to the yeah. CBD as much as it is the terpenoids and that then, are involved in it. And I, you Did know, you know that? No. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? So CBD by itself, hmm. you know, will Makes actually alert. be alerting to people. It'll be, sim- you know, um, but hemp and cannabis were once the same plant, you know, 70 million years ago. <laughs> Life was good. We just needed one plant. <laughs> and, and, and it did everything. It did everything. <laughs> and, and, then, and then here comes man. And, and like, woman. Sorry. And they're Sorry. like, yeah, oh, right. yeah. here comes man and woman, right? Yes. And, and it's, it's, it's a beautiful story. You know, it started in Central Asia. And as, as, as the Ice Age, like, you know, cleared new land and humans started moving west, like literally, the Kush Hindu Kush mountain region was a split for cannabis and other plants, and literally that's where sativa historically like split on the mm-hmm. mountain range. It just was a barrier, and so you started to get these like short bushy plants uh, below that mountain range in north, like in European countries, you had the taller sativa hemp plants. But now everyone's like bred everything together. It's a big well, let, wait, wait, wait. I have to say something. Look at our sound guy. He's listening intently. He's like, I'm learning stuff yeah. today. <laughs> but, <laughs> Sorry. But everything's been, like, as you said, yeah. Greer, everything is, like, people caught on to, like, oh, I got to breed stuff, got to breed stuff. And everything's been so interbred. It's, it's That's crazy. That's I'm like, all, all of these things, how many, like, all these different flavors and names and stuff. It's like, okay. I mean, is there any real difference? I mean, some of them do smell. Actually, a lot of them do smell different from yeah. each other. Well, there are distinctive smells to each so one of them. Why don't you then, <coughs> next time you select something, base it on this fragrance to see which one you're more attracted to? Because theoretically, I I've think, heard this I from a friend of mine. I think that's what I do already. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, yeah. We need a sommelier so we can get <laughs> these weed samples. <laughs> I hate... Yeah, I know. <laughs> we should do a certification course for weed yeah. sommelier. Well, it's a little messed up because some people, like most people are born with a certain number of like smell receptors. And right. people who have that ability just have like 10 times more. They're just naturally gifted at smelling things. So it's it's hard to train. Or are they just full of shit? Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Ooh, this has a, a nutty smell. <laughs> oh, man. You're the nut. Yeah. Ooh, that's a fragrance of springtime. <laughs> Springtime? That sounds like a douche. Sorry. <laughs> like a spring-flavored douche? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Can- cannabinoids. <laughs> oh, my but, God. Okay, jam, so wha- jam, so jam. we talked about the stimulating mm-hmm. cannabis. And the reason I talked about beer is beer has this thing in it. So do mangoes called called myrcene or myrcene. And it, it's found that. in hops, like in a high amount. That's a sedating mm-hmm. property of hops. Um, you can taste a lot of it in like double IPAs and things like that. Mm-hmm. But that's part of the reason beer is relaxing. It's a very good taste. Bro. Yeah, yeah, it's nice. <laughs> <laughs> it is really good. I can. It is. Mm, I know what I'm doing after the show, but but it it like actually it's it's sedating. It's a muscle relaxant. It's a pain reliever. It, it blocks inflammation. And what's crazy about these things, if you can smell them. They're they are having an effect on you. They are they are actually active at just kind of ambient room levels. And right. they've done experiments in like research settings where they just kinda like waft it into the air and like observe people. And they're like, Oh, this with made what? people with hops or I mean where does the yeah. mango come in? Like what, it, it, it also makes the same about. smell compound that hops make this myrcene the... compound. It's like they both like a lot of plants 
you know, uh, nature is stingy. When it finds something it likes, it just keeps making it. Everyone makes it. That's why you see so many leaves that look like pot leaves, like some, right. some maple type of maple Japanese trees. Maple. Maple. Yep, yep. Like nature's like, oh, that's a good design. I'm going to keep doing that. Oh, this is a good <laughs> compound. People like it. I'm going to keep making it. Like yeah. it is. Oh, yeah. People will be more apt to plant me if I and, pretend like And this like is I'm the bad. funny thing is like there's this terpene called beta crofling, like black pepper. It's in salads. It's found everywhere. And for some reason, this is the family of terpenes that they train drug sniffing dogs with. And it's like, I'm surprised it hasn't <laughs> been challenged more often, but it's found everywhere. It's like found throughout nature. Every plant makes a little bit of it. So, you know, if you sprinkled some black pepper in one corner of the room and had cannabis in the other, the dog may not be able to distinguish. To differentiate. Yeah. Hmm. That sounds like a really good experiment to try. Oh, coffee grounds. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've heard that. Yeah, yeah. 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 I saw That's that crazy. Eddie Murphy so did they? did they... <laughs> Train the dogs to do something other than beta carophylline or just that uh, Well, they, they tried to do carophylline oxide. Then they found out that was in lemon balm and, and all these okay. other plants. So but they, they have a new some. one they're training. They're they like, dogs, we're going to retire the dogs. we got a new, new creature we're going to use. Oh. And they found out that cannabis, especially in a lot of varieties in California, make this thing called osamine. And it's... I think it's like um, typically found, like you can find it in some green teas and things like that. But... Uh, it's found in a lot of flowers, but honeybees go after it and gather it. And so they're like, oh, I have a way to save the bees. I'm going to train them to detect drugs. And <laughs> they literally published a paper. They're like, this will be great for airports. We can use bees. Who did that? Okay. <laughs> are, are, they get, are they getting funded? They, the first study was funded to demonstrate that. Funded the by what? The, uh, by the government? Yeah. Like this is a government-funded study on training bees to fly. And it's also actually other drugs because plants make it, but it's also the coca plant also makes osamine. So it's not just cannabis, but they're like there's these terpenes that a lot of popular plants, drug-producing plants make. Right. Uh, so what am I supposed to think? Like people going to be in the airport like, woo. Because <laughs> the bees <laughs> are coming. Bees, like, yeah, what are they gonna like? Like, if they hang out by you, if they start to see a dude with all bees all over him, it's like, yeah, he got the he goods. Got the he goods. just he just smokes something outside. Yeah. It's like, like on his face, uh, like, <laughs> or like if you they use... come over and start smoking, you smoking them off you. You're gonna come with us, sir. Yeah, I'd be scared to use the wrong shampoo and go to the airport with that. Like, wow, <laughs> imagine that. Um, yeah. Oh my god. But it's a uh, you know it opens up this whole other world. So you know. And another concept about cannabis, too, is not all of these fragrance compounds are found on every plant, right? There's maybe like four or five major ones. And so when you think about cannabis, some people are like, it can make 120 terpenes. It's like they're not all occurring on the plant. You're you're breeding for those smells and for those other products. Right. Um, And there's even uh, people have inbred plants, um, and this is actually published, they've People have inbred plants just to produce the terpenes because it's active on its own. So, mm. you know, I think it'd be really cool to test a product that had no THC or CBD in it. It was just the Terpen essential oil, yeah. oil yeah. of yeah. cannabis. To see what would happen. Right, because you got this blend in there of stuff well, that's and, all But active. it goes back like how you and I were talking about the issues with testing and research is that oftentimes they're not breaking down can they just call it cannabis we don't know anything about the cannabis that's being researched like, so yeah. what would happen if you extrapolated all these different chemicals in there and how would they affect things so like so i like, mentioned the pining yeah. which is found in pine needles yeah. also rosemary like uh from shakespeare rosemary right. is the herb of remembrance like hamlet girlfriend like she goes crazy starts handing flowers to people and saying <laughs> things she's like here's some pansies hope you're loved here's some rosemary hope you remember <laughs> things and like rosemary literally 
like is, is associated with improving memory because mm. of the piney. So if you have cannabis that has this piney in it, maybe those are, you know, if you, that product is used the right way, it's not going to affect memory as much as some other variety. You mean what? It won't affect your short-term but memory how does it when yeah, you yeah. smoke? So right. what you going to add? Rosemary to or well, like splice it in? Is that what we're talking about? Is that <laughs> what? It really I like where you're thinking. It's better no, than I, some jeans. people do that no, now. Like, They'll I mean, add let's go. It's all plants, right? Yeah. <laughs> that's what you see now with a lot of those oils. Uh, but some California people, people will, I know, like my son puts lavender in with his. Yep. You know, so they people do that now. Plants. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. Have you ever? Well, I'm not going to ask that question. I, I, <laughs> I, I've done that challenge. You're I've heard of a friend. Yeah. No, Have you fine. heard of a friend who has done that? Does it make a difference? I think, yeah, absolutely. It's way more, way more calming. It's, it was an interesting thing. I mean, I'm very interested in how plants affect human physiology, and right. you have to do some experimentation to really learn anything. Right, know? right. I mean, I, I was didn't have access to mice, so I was like, I'll just use myself. It's, <laughs> it's easier. I think we're all just using ourselves. You start taping yourself. It's Saturday. <laughs> December first, eight o'clock. <laughs> Two hours later, <laughs> he's keeping his journal. <laughs> oh my god! Well, Taking Polaroids of myself, put it in there. Like, this is how does this affect me? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Well, how does that like affect? So, it's fascinating because actually, like, I- I'm thinking about it in terms of like patients and their moods and stuff like that, and mm-hmm. so. It, it's really important for people to understand that they need to be kind of smelling and, and asking the dispensaries. And this is where it gets tricky, like mm. asking the people behind the the, the uh, cabinet, because a lot of times you can't smell any of these products. Yeah. They're already automatically mean? closed. Like, okay, in Colorado, they they, they let you smell it. Sure. But yeah, most, like, medical dispensaries, it's completely, the... you don't get to smell it. You can't, all it is is it's already packaged, it's already uh, taped up, well, you know, sealed up, so mm, people yeah. don't know what they smell and like. Sometimes you're just looking at the centerfold pictures of the cannabis on, like, a, a tablet or something. Mm-hmm. You, you, most of the time, it's not even that, sadly. They usually have them in a clear, like, canister like this with a batch of holes in it and a little magnifying glass, and you look into it and you see the hairs and the colors and... The but aroma. I, I think that's more of states well, where it's legal the, recreationally. But, well, and you and I were having this conversation, too. Like, I, I had, Jayhan, I would love to know kind of what you <laughs> think. I had this uh, conversation with one of my professors about recreational versus medical cannabis and labeling mm-hmm. it as that because we're doing the study. And she really wanted to call it um, recreation. She wanted to differentiate that. And I was explaining to her, to me, we're doing we know that even recreational is really medical use of cannabis it's all medical use. it is all yeah. medical use that people are using it to really and just try to connect to, to themselves it. yeah i think we need to kind of, kind of get away from recreational versus medical uh, yeah. that it really is about you know most people do this to treat pain mm. anxiety or depression i Those gotta say I, I hate the term recreational yeah so i'm like we don't describe i'm going to the bar recreationally yeah, yeah. like right. it's, no we I'm don't right. recreationally <laughs> <laughs> But during the week, it's for professional reasons. Yeah, professional. <laughs> oh, no, Friday and Saturday night is professional drinking. <laughs> for you, it is. <laughs> it's so silly to me. So I, I like the term adult use or something a little more general that distinguishes it. But you know, we you know we talked about smoking plants, other plants in addition to cannabis. I, right. And I just wanted to go back to that for a second because mm. a, a light bulb went off because there is in India an ancient thing for treating 
um, what they called cannabis overdoses, where someone would consume too much bang and just be a little too much <laughs> in their head. But they would literally be like, here, smoke calamus root because it has mm. terpenes and other stuff in it uh, or, or pine nuts. Like I saw a doctor once give a presentation like if you f- are feeling the effects of cannabis and you're feeling negative side effects, you know, have a fresh uh, basil pesto pasta with pine nuts on it because it has the pinene right. and this other huh. stuff. And, and mango. Isn't yeah. that one of those things? Because I remember one time being in um, Amsterdam and was told that I should be drinking. Yeah. Was it mango juice that it would... What does that do to you? Uh, well, there's some... There's, there's, bullshit about it? Is it, it bullshit? It, it's hard to say. <laughs> Is this bullshit? I think if you're getting mango juice from like the soda company, it probably doesn't have the stuff no, that no, you no, need. No, 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 but they were saying to drink that when you yeah. smoke, that it would actually accentuate. So, so here, here is the myth that's never been tested. Oh, I love this. So, uh, love you know, um, the kitchen science experiment, I guess. And so the idea is that if you drink mango juice, which has also myrcene in it from right. hops, uh, that it would then uh, – one of the things it does in addition to relaxing you is it makes the blood-brain barrier much more leaky. It permeabilizes it so more stuff can get through it. And so if you, then you consume a cannabis product, then more THC will Gets go – Gets into your brain. Yeah, exactly. And so the idea is that it might be more intense. And that's what they're saying about <laughs> uh, drinking mango, mango juice. Mango juice when you imbibe, yes. Yeah. Never heard that shit before in my life. Really? Never. <laughs> Well, let's try it this week, Greer. <laughs> but but like serious. he said, I wouldn't do it because like where am I going to get it from out of the store? You know that no, crap no, no. is like just like mango or juice. Eat, like uh, Ed Rosenthal said, to, you know, eat a fresh mango. That's yeah. the way it works. But you know, I, I'm this is getting weird. <laughs> I'm confused <laughs> no, about I've it. I've heard though. this before. But I, I, mean, I can just see like p- people listening to us. I think it's doing just a this. ploy to get people to be healthier with yeah, their cannabis yeah, use. They're yeah. like, oh yeah, eat a carrot; it'll make you way yeah. more like high. Like, oh yeah, have some broccoli too; it's good for you. <laughs> make sure don't to forget eat, to hydrate. Yeah, like get your grains in there. That's really important too. <laughs> make you more, Jeez, oh my god, I've what a marketing message! But, if the vegetable industry could really do right. that, they could market. Each, I love that. Eat your squash and you'll but, feel more high. But there are people who have done that and posted their results. Um, there used to be, I think Airwid was this website where people post a lot of drug experience. You see it on Reddit. But people have done these experiments where they buy the essential oils, like these terpenes mm. that are, again, mm-hmm. they're all generally regarded as safe by the FDA. Right. Um, and then try them with different types of cannabis to kind of see if they feel different things or notice different things or you know, it prevents intoxication or right. enhances it. Uh, so there are people, and, and we're all a little different. So it still yeah. is a little bit of a trial and error thing. But it is, I think the lavender thing is a bit of a slam dunk. Because even Sativex, you know, with their Nabiximol they make, Nabiximol. they, they <laughs> I know, it sounds weird. It sounds pharmaceutical. It sounds yeah. pharmaceutical. <laughs> They're like Instead they, of Grandpapa's Backyard. Well, they, they actually, what's really funny is they swear up and down that their product, Sativex or the Nabiximol, isn't <laughs> cannabis. And I, and I think the website's still today, but someone's got a website domain called Sativex is Marijuana. And right. all it is is like one page about how right. Sativex is oh, a marijuana extract. Why would they say that it's not cannabis? Because uh, they were wanting to differentiate themselves? I mean, they're marketing and stock <sighs> prices and yeah differentiating themselves uh but it's so sad because it's buying under that stigma but again. they add a ton of linalool in there it is one of the most highest terpenes they put in there and there are very few side effects reported for this drug that people are like spraying many times in their mouth as thc in it and you'd expect like oh there might be 
very, very low side effect profile. I think only once in the one study did they ever uh, report euphoria was like by one person ever using this product. Because really? the, the terpene and the way it's formulated Brings with CBD keeps it really, really mellow. Did you know about the meat of this? Greer? No. 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 It's crazy, <laughs> isn't it? Are we confusing you? Yeah, you just lost Sorry. me. I, you know, I was just like, I'm just listening. Well, go ahead. Well, hold on, I got some rosemary here. Let me. Let's let's activate that part. It'll be easier for you to remember. But you yeah, know, it's, it's, you lost me on that. I one. wonder. I mean, it's just essentially that we have all these chemical things sorry, that sorry. impact. There's this, I'm there's trying this to bring it down from Jay found speed. in lavender. Like lavender right. has this, the I main smelly thing is called linalool, and it's very. It's like a anti-anxiety, naturally occurring anti-anxiety drug almost. That's it's why people use lavender to kind of calm themselves down. Aromatherapy. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, I get it. Exactly, and and that's, that's what's why I so. Smoke. Cool. <laughs> it's a good aroma. <laughs> It's cheaper than lavender. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about well. No, it yeah, lavender is pretty expensive. Yeah, right? yeah. yeah. Especially, well. it's, it's, it depends where you get it. I mean, I've seen it grow in parking lots in Colorado, and I don't think that's the stuff you really want. But no. they have the that nice German <laughs> lavender is good. <laughs> yeah. Wait, what is German lavender? Uh, Why are we importing it? Are they importing? Lavender? Yeah, they, they have a. That's part. They they produce a lot of essential oils and products. And really, that's one of the. There's a couple varieties. I've never heard of, of lavender. German lavender. I've heard of English lavender and French lavender, but never German. Oh, is it like it. always on time or something? I'm sorry, <laughs> I had to do that. We we'll have to start growing lavender in the Bronx. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bronx lavender. We, Bronx. What would that be like? It'd just be like lavender from the Bronx. <laughs> Yeah, it would be and just, sold it's cheaper just, it's so, it's just, because you know. it's so frigging expensive. Like it's really it's well, it's place, I mean, yeah. well, the essential essential oils, especially from certain plants, um, are really expensive. Cannabis probably has the <laughs> most expensive essential oil. Like, give you an idea, you know, to get like a liter of cannabis essential oil, the fragrance compounds, you would need tons of cannabis. Like. Suppressed, you'd have yeah, to really. like you would need so much because it's it's they're potent at small mm. amounts. They're not there, right? And so yeah, so like juicing cannabis for the terpenes or using steam distillation is probably the proper term. Mm. You would need tonnages uh, of that stuff so to get a quart or yeah, yeah, like a significant more. You know, it's easy to get like a residual amount and sure, you know, but yeah, you need a lot, a lot to get it. Um, and that's that's why part of the reason it's expensive. There's I think the most expensive um, plant, you know, it's something like uh, like a tenth of a, a liter is something like a thousand bucks. There's this plant that grows in the Mediterranean Holy that's shit. like, and I think it's in the Helichrysum family, like of chrysanthemum. And what's that? God, Jihan knows everything. You freak me out sometimes Sorry. with like your knowledge base. But think about I how was expensive Greer, cannabis wait, wait, wait. is. Like we it, heard yeah. this, and I'm serious. Jahan is one of few people around this world that has one this five. knowledge. Five people. One of five. We had someone tell him this <laughs> this Thursday that he, you're one of five people. And he was he was three. <laughs> <laughs> no, we all just love to hear a story. I mean, you have so much. How the hell did you learn all this stuff? Uh, persistence. Uh, <laughs> practice. Practice. <laughs> I mean, really? Uh, Jesus. Well, I think one of the. You know, and it's weird is I is I've I've met a lot of people in research projects who've been doing it 
you know, doing this stuff a long time, and they learn things too. And I think that's part about cannabis is you have to be in the research field. You got to have a little bit of everything. You got to know the regulations. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You got to yep. know the science. You have to know the culture. Uh, you know, and I'll, I'll tell you know. So I did this internship in Holland, in Leiden, at their university there, and they're famous because Galileo taught there for like five minutes. And Leiden is incredible. <laughs> <Yeah>. Leiden's <laughs> like one of my favorite places. Five minutes. Yeah, yeah like he just came to pick up a telescope. It's like, okay, let me draw some stuff on the board, and they like, you know, <laughs> they, they talk about it all the time. And I looked into it. It's like, oh, he was just like there for a day, but yeah. it's still cool. It's still cool. But I was working with this guy Arno Hazekamp, and he has a very Dutch name. Um, I liked his last name because it's like Hayes Camp, and I was like, okay, that's nice. But he his he was literally doing this thing where he was picking up coffee shops samples from those coffee shops that sell you know cannabis to test them for all different things. Like they'd never been tested really in a side by side comparison for potency or for bacteria, and we were sending people out, and sometimes we'd go out incognito, and like the thing was you had to go and ask for ten grams of a sample, and then bring it back to the lab, and we'd analyze it like from a dispensary yeah basically okay. a coffee shop's just okay. like, a, like a dispensary yeah, yeah. they don't sell alcohol but they sell <laughs> oh, coffee yeah. and coffee other tea oh, yeah. yeah juice soda it and is a f- hash and, and this is an example of like people don't understand the practicalities of doing research in this field so he's paying people to ride bicycles to go pick up 10 grams of a cannabis product with hash or flowers and it's coming back, and we're measuring this stuff as it comes in. And it's a some of them are a little little light, little light. It's like <laughs> nine grams, eight, <laughs> nine and a half grams. And Hold he's up, like, son. yeah, uh-huh. yeah. And, and immediately, this Dutch scientist is like, "See, the coffee shops are ripping people off." And I was like, "Hold on, hold on. Do you think it's possible <laughs> that maybe they're like?" using a little bit because like <laughs> when i tried to buy it the the person by the counter was real insistent that they roll a, a, a cannabis cigarette for me or a split or something i was like i had to insist like no 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 i, I need uh, this I got, I, I got it they're like are you sure they're being real so i could easily see how like someone going in there incognito would be like oh yeah they're not gonna miss this, this <laughs> little <laughs> pinch a little bit off every so, yeah, yeah. did and, he and believe you he was like, no, people wouldn't do that. This is for science. <laughs> <laughs> so what would you come up with? Well, <clears throat> we we did send, we put the results together in a paper and we submitted it. And um, the reviewers came back and rejected Arno's conclusion that the stores were ripping off people. He's like, you have no evidence of this because you don't know that people weren't. <laughs> p- pinching it. Well, and I was like, this it. is a scientific publication and this is their critique. <laughs> so I'm like, wait a minute. But didn't you weren't you doing this to see how potent some of this yeah, stuff was? Oh yeah. So we, we did look at it and we compared it to this <laughs> cannabis flower and topic. the potency uh <laughs> this in the pharmacy. And they we you know, the coffee shop was was all over the place. Like some of it was below what you'd expect, some of it was off the charts. It it really um but what was really scary is that and we had to randomize it. We couldn't list names, but we had we had like coffee shop A through K. And I just remember coffee shop K was like the worst place. Like I, I was like, I gotta know where this place is to avoid it. Because <laughs> every everything <laughs> was nothing. It was everything was like it was parsley. <laughs> Dried it parsley. was all dirty. It all was coming back with like scary bacteria. And what's weird is this shop was like the most kind of uh aggressive, I don't know, marketing and like 
putting down other coffee shops. Like he, really? They, they really were um, was you really know, bizarre. We would call that projection in yeah. the therapy world, where they were projecting all of their own shit onto that coffee shop. Sorry, yeah. I'm and giving then, you a psychological lesson and, and, right uh, now on defense I guess mechanisms. One of the things we we didn't publish, but we did find out, and this it's, it is disappointing. But a lot of the spliffs that come pre-rolled, at least many years ago, maybe it's changed with some automation. Those things were like. We hypothesize that they're pretty dirty, um, and at the time, you know, like shit weed. Well, it's like it's the shake that falls off, and then you have no idea how old it is. Some of it's like dried out, and Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so maybe that's your thing. You're in a rush or whatever. But I I would, you know, if if I was putting together a guidebook, I'd be like, avoid that, you know, (laughs) because you you know, it's it's well, the pre rolls today are way different. Yeah. Yeah, that's serious business. Yeah, you know, I I need to take a course because I still can't even roll a joint these days. I have never been able to roll a joint, even with. Of course. With a, uh, Go on you? YouTube. I yeah. I have Everyone tried it. Money. I think I've got like some kind of issues with my fingers that can't do that. I'm just not that talented. Cannabis would help with that, but apparently you can't ingest it because you'll. <laughs> I'm spilling it every. Can't get it in. <laughs> Don't make fun of me. <laughs> <laughs> you know they they make like vaporizers and stuff now too. Uh, really, you, I've never heard. You of don't that. have to set really? it on fire. I don't. Okay. Thank you, Jayhan, <laughs> Captain Obvious. Oh my God. So what else is going on in this world? This crazy cannabis bonanza world of ours. You guys, I, you know, I feel like I've been talking a lot about what cannabis smells like. <laughs> <laughs> you have. <laughs> So, do, do you guys have any questions, or is there something that's, that's... I mean, some of them smell... They all smell great. I've never smelled any that's been, like, bad. Really? <sighs> See, I don't like the jet fuel smell. I mean, I've had some... Well, that's because we're probably packed in something, like... Uh, oh, it's oil, oil okay. like, tanker or something. <laughs> but not... Um, I've, had, I've had some smells of marijuana that smelled a little, uh, like, not dank, but, like... Like it's sour, not even like sour D's, but like you yeah. know, like moldy almost. Yeah, that's know? like. Do you, do you see a lot of that when you're doing regulation stuff? Uh, you know, not these days in in the medical cannabis area. A lot of times they detect it before it turns into that moldy sandwich right. mm. bag smell. But that was old it, days. That ain't yeah, you the way see, it is. you'll see no. it today yeah. in the street and stuff. I mean, I've seen I've seen so many crazy things over the last ten, fifteen years. Um, yeah. you know, because there weren't test like t- testing labs were not really. It wasn't even clear they were allowed. Like when the can- when the first laws were passed, there was right. no provision to get cannabis tested. What's for the scariest stuff you've ever seen? Uh, the lead shavings, what? uh, glass pieces of glass what? in in what in you were testing. Uh, it, well, it wasn't my sample, but uh, I was sent pictures. Um, Jesus. this doctor oh was God. had all these patients who were testing positive for lead, like high levels of lead, and they they apparently were all getting their cannabis from the same place. And this dealer was putting lead shavings to make it heavier. Oh, my God. Where the hell is this at? This is in the UK. Mm. Oh, oh, my God. Because I don't know where you get any lead from. Yeah. That, oh, <laughs> from paint my chips. God. Like, you got to do something paint with all these chips. paint chips. <laughs> you and your paint <laughs> chips. Is that a new thing? Jesus Christ. Oh so, the, but the, 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 probably the oh one that is one. the most scary, though, because it's hard to see, is, is and there's a way to do it, because you can just, like, put down, you know, ironically, you put down a piece of glass and you put the butt over it. But people were adding these tiny... Uh, glass beads to it to make it shinier and heavier, 
And it was like, what? It's crazy. Where was this? Uh, it was it was reported um, in North America and, yeah. and in Europe. Like, th- okay. I mean, th- th- these oh, things, these are uh, like fads. I, People you, try these and things. I, I heard a juicy gossip this weekend about one of the reasons a product disappeared off of a shelf at a dispensary, and it was because mites had completely started growing and completely wiped out. Yeah, you can. If you've ever had cannabis and, it, and you it, heard it crackle and pop a little too much, those are the little bugs exploding oh, when gross. you light it. Isn't that great? No. Oh, really? my God. <laughs> oh. Well, you know what? Let me just say, because I'm upset because that was one that my patients really, it was a, a I shouldn't, I'm not naming who it is or the company, right. but it was one that was actually very effective for my patients. What, and this particular strain? or The variety was, yeah, but it was from the company that we both, you mm. and I both know, if you know what I mean. <laughs> anyway, um, and that's why they're no longer being carried there. Wow. Yeah, so, none it, it, so, none so none of my patients now can utilize this cannabis variety so because, know, no, yeah. or this company's cannabis because of that and it was so helpful it was so helpful for sleep and for pain and for like flashbacks and stuff like that so it's really kind of the hazards of growing indoor okay but is it is it was it this particular strain though like did they have a bunch in it wiped them all out or was it 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 was the entire company's so all it takes is uh you know (laughs) bringing in some dirty plants into the room and And it's Uh, done yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean, there yeah. are some. I mean, so there are companies. Not all companies are the same. Not all growers are the same. Not all, you know, plants are the same. And it's really important for people to be able to buy stuff that they can trust. And unfortunately, this was at a place where patients thought that they could trust it. And 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 granted, you know, they took them off the shelves and aren't selling it. But it, it was just really, it's worrisome. But it's indicative of what's happening mm-hmm. out there in this cannabis world. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's <clears throat> well, it's it's changed a lot. You know, you used to just have a guy. This was the quality control system. Was you had to pass like the sniff test. You'd have the right. the manager or whatever. People would bring in product. Mm-hmm, Again, remember, mm-hmm. imagine like no lab services. No, this is all tolerated. There are some regulations, but there's no real protection. So. You know, people are bringing their product, and you're looking at it under maybe a a, a low-powered microscope. Mm. Maybe, you know, they're, like, doing what I call the organoleptic analysis, which is smell, that's what taste. That, that was and, the whole thing. Uh, that, that's what Andrew called it when I was trying to remember the word. Yeah. That's when you look at uh, all yep. the properties of it. Yep. Taste, texture, smell, all of that. effect. Yep. Um, and so sometimes they get fooled. And I, I remember they were struggling with this one thing, and it was back when – there's just like this craze. Everyone wanted purple cannabis. Mm. Mm. And like they had purchased this variety and someone was like, this doesn't look right. Someone in the, the room where they were breaking it up into smaller amounts was like, this isn't, this looks weird. It's mm. like zebra stripes of purple. <laughs> and, and they, and they're like, how do we determine what it is? And I was just like, well, here's a cup of water. Just to s- put it in there. And it was just, magic marker <laughs> just comes <laughs> off of it. Uh-uh. <laughs> so it was magic marker? So they had literally... Something. Oh, my God. I mean, that's uh, based on the data we have. <laughs> so is that's wow. what they did. They this painted is, it. Again, this is a lifetime ago. This is before Colorado went legal. This is like pre-2008. There's some crazy-ass um, shit You gotta worry there. about that shit now. Yeah. So, so how do we make sure as a team, the NHT team, that we kind of address these things so oh. people understand the nuances well, I, around I, I, this. Well, people don't have to deal with that anymore. I mean, 
not where it's going. I mean, there are places they can go that are regulated. So yeah, but even like the right, that. like the thing I I was sharing was in a regulated state. All right, you well, know, well, I mean, <laughs> I mean, it's better than it was, but like how something can we... like, something like that, uh, you know, it that's that happens. Yeah, you know, you yeah. can lose a crop. It but... happens to mushroom soup or like right. Subway sandwiches has like salmonella. But I guess, at, like, I guess my question is, I just want to make sure, like, for people. That they, ha- you know, I want to make sure that we can kind of have this format to be a resource for people so yeah. that they can learn more about this issue, these types of issues. And like we terpenes today, like how many people, I bet a lot of people don't understand terpenes and how that can kind of affect you as far as yeah. cannabis I goes. Th- I think and today, you know, based on what we're seeing just in the U.S., if mm-hmm. we want to just not look at the whole world and all the, you know, the, the greatest hits or greatest, like worst examples right. of all time. And we're just looking at North America. I think the biggest problem right now uh, and where people should just be annoying as hell at the dispensary, asking a million questions, just be that person before you buy a product. Because there's a lot of um, – we've seen counterfeit products. Yep. We've seen products that don't have any active ingredients, especially purchased online. Right. You know what right. it, it's like? Why would you do that? <laughs> or here in the city, the weed trucks that they have going That's all right, bullshit. That's just bullshit. That's all trash. And, but I, people don't understand I think that. I would I would hire the weed truck guy if we needed, like, a placebo group <laughs> for a study. Be like, here, here you go. Here's yeah. your job. Try this lollipop. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Those oh guys are full of it. So then just having people just really know their sources and stuff like that. I think so. I mean, you can ask to see testing results. You can ask a bunch of questions. Uh, You know, really, um, I I think that that's the thing is is to get sort of a history of the the product. We're almost there where you're going to be able to look at a history of testing records. Kind of like when you like looking up a used automobile. You put in a number Mm. and you can like kind of see the history you know, and I imagine someday you're going to be able to find out a little bit more. I mean, they're trying to do that in Northern California with this Appalachian Origin project, where they, so that if you get a cannabis product, you can kind of figure out what region in Humboldt it was grown from. Because oh. huh. you have different soils, different yeah, climates. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think, like, stuff like that. So the more information you have, you maybe you don't know how you use it, but it's always good to kind of get a sense uh, of where things are. Uh, yeah, because I think the thing that I'm worried about is as we kind of get into this whole medical piece is that big pharma kind of coming in and extrapolating and pulling out all of these different cannabinoids and terpenoids and just really concentrating it, on that. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, and now then if you need this, no, you got to pay an right, arm and a leg again. Right. Yeah. Right, and you got to wait for the shipment from yeah. Europe. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, I always get worried about when we hear about these counterfeit products. Is this going to mm. be something that's going to be an excuse to keep it illegal because they're going to say safety issues? But I think that's the exact reason it needs to be yeah. legal, so it can kind of we can make sure that th- people are getting safe stuff. Absolutely, you know? absolutely. You know what? I, you know, I think I want to do one thing. Okay, yeah, we're kind of well. I know close. we. I, I did. I did come up with the. The, the headline thing, the cannabis fake news headlines, if you guys yeah. want to do that real quick. Yeah, let's quick. do that All real right. quick. I All love right. that one. I'm going to read through uh, five headlines. They're either state or national headlines. you okay. got to figure out which one All right. um, is the <laughs> fake one. All right, the first one is federal courts are split on the legality of transporting hemp and CBD in interstate commerce. The second one, hospitals allow medical cannabis with restrictions on CBD oil. Wait, Third, say that again? Hospitals allow medical cannabis use with restrictions on CBD oil. Does that mean only CBD oil? 
Um, let me get through them, and then I'll answer <laughs> some questions. All right. Number three. This is important shit, man. Cannabis may pose long-term risk to the alcohol industry. Number four. <laughs> this Number four, why it's totally not racist to use the term marijuana. Oh, my And number God. five, marijuana companies urged governor to ban cannabis home cultivation document shows. So we have five headlines. Now, you asked about hospitals. Uh, this So this... This story is about basically in states where medical cannabis is uh, legalized, uh, people can use cannabis. But uh, as you know, there's some questionable issues with where people are getting their products. Mm-hmm. And so if they can prove where it's from a dispensary, mm-hmm. the idea being that they, they might allow it. Not smoking, of okay. course, because you can't smoke anything in a hospital because you know, people oh. are on oxygen okay. and stuff like that. So whether or not so they, they vaporize it. Yeah. I so. say the last one is not true. The marijuana companies urged governor to ban cannabis home cultivation. So this again. I, I, now, to me, I believe that might be true because yeah. the simple fact, I don't know. Like, if you can do that, then I think that takes away from the whole industry. You yeah. Know what I mean? yeah. Oh, that's true. So, yeah, and again, you, uh, again, so there, these are five be. headlines. Yeah. One of them's fake, and I even wrote a story for the fake one. So, if you ask questions, what's the what's the one with the uh, the? Yeah. So, yeah, <laughs> federal courts are split on the legality of transporting hemp and CBD. That's number one. Number two, okay. hospitals allowing medical cannabis use but restricting CBD oil. Number three, cannabis may pose a long term risk to the alcohol industry. Four, why it's totally not racist to use the term marijuana. And five, marijuana companies urge governor to ban cannabis home cultivation document shows. <coughs> huh. I know. It's a doozy of a week. I know. I'm confused, but I think I'm just going with five. You're going with why do you think five? Why do you think, it, why do you think it's fake I don't know. It's just news? a process of elimination. Really? Because I know one of them is true. Number three. Oh. Number three. Oh. Oh, okay. Mm. So you think the, the headline, cannabis may pose long-term risk to the alcohol industry. Yeah. I think that's both. Okay. Because so people are going to drink. All right. <laughs> so uh, so the first one, federal courts are split on the legality of transporting yeah. hemp and CBD. That's a real national yeah. headline. Yeah. Uh, the story about hospitals allowing medical cannabis with restrictions on CBD oil, I totally made that up. He <laughs> <laughs> yeah. asked the question, and I was like, let me, let me see what I could do with this. <laughs> a lot of hospitals have zero tolerance policy. That's right. It's yeah. real oh, hit or miss. I should have known that. Um, Damn it. It's real hit or miss. Uh, number three, cannabis may pose a so long-term risk. To the alcohol. That's a real story. Yeah. But so it's kind of surprising. The last two, uh, there was actually this national, in the national news, this article about why it's totally not racist to use this racist Can word, marijuana. Can you believe marijuana. that? I, they're that like, blew me they're away. like the, the guy, he, I, being a white guy, I tend to identify white writers. I feel like I just, because he's like, oh, it's just used to demonize immigrants. Like, what's the big deal? And I was like, that's it. What the hell do you think <laughs> racism yeah. is? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Um, okay, all right. Um, but you have fun in your tower. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. God, yeah. But the most surprising is this New York um, newspaper talked about that companies urged the governor to ban cannabis home cultivation. Mm-hmm. And, and this is strange to me because usually you don't have to encourage regulators to ban home cultivation. And there's a lot of doctors, especially oncologists, who are in favor of people growing, yep. whether it's tomato plants, something, anything that makes them feel better. And then I've, I've met the the former, uh, I think he's he's doing other stuff now, but the former chief of oncology at San Francisco General used to think it was fine for patients to grow a couple cannabis plants. He's like, it makes them feel better. They're growing their own medicine. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. empowering. Gives them something to focus on and do. But 
it is weird that um, they don't allow that the companies would work because it seems like it's a whole other area for them to provide education and resources. Like, like Randy, like if they allowed home cultivation, that'd be such it would bring the community together because we're not just talking yeah. about cannabis; we're talking sure. about hemp too. Right, mm-hmm. right. But, but then you're also talking about like if everybody decides they want to do that, then that's a threat to to the industry. To the industry. they're looking at it from a monetary point. Well, you know, I they mean, don't really yeah. particularly care whether. If 80 million people are growing their own fruits and vegetables and stuff, that, that takes a chunk out of these guys' business. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, Were we at the point where growing your own vegetables is like a radical uh, that, thing to that, do? No, Isn't that that's crazy? Be crazy now. Like, what? You grow your own tomatoes? <laughs> <laughs> do you want to get arrested? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you man. get a cease and desist <laughs> letter for growing the basil. Oh. Like, yeah. No, yeah. it is a little cool. weird. Um, but yeah, no. Those are the he- those are some of the things that caught my eye today, or, or over the last couple days. Right. Um, and, and you know, I had a couple other thoughts, and maybe this is just food for thought for later. But I started thinking, you know, I couldn't stop thinking about Brooklyn Sprouts and about the community impact. And I was like, in a perfect world, what sort of courses would I like to see for whether they're you know older people or college students or high school students? They were, you know, I was like. Maybe like a, a drugs 101 course where someone – you couldn't teach it in the school. You know, you got you have issues there. But you could have this open course where kids could actually, you know, learn some real information um, versus just the don't say no. But actually right. know the difference right. between pharmaceutical and street drugs and give right. some information to navigate. Because, you know, someday you're going to show up at a party. Yeah. And if you see X or Y, this I is why that. this yeah. is why pe- people are doing. I would love for us to talk about that actually, because I think that to your point, we have this whole idea about drug abuse wrong. We're focusing on substances rather than how people use yeah. things. And when you give people knowledge about well, what do I need to look out for? So how I can be a like, smart consumer. I mean, and you yeah. teach. You're also you teach talking about a society that. Fucking, you know, scared the shit out of people. Absolutely. You know, behind like certain things, you know. Right. Absolutely. So. And as a way of social control. Yeah. You know, but but that's where again we Hence can. the whole reason why marijuana is yeah. racist. Schedule. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Because you know, yeah. like you know, the hopheads they used to call these black jazz singers. It's like, hey right. man, it's better than tobacco. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, yeah, I think it was um, Louis Armstrong was arrested in New York mm. at this time where they were doing prison studies on marijuana. So here he is outside a nightclub, gets popped for, s- for smoking a joint, goes to prison or jail mm. like for a couple days. And in are coming these prisoners into his cell who are high, smelling like weed. They're doing weed prison studies. So here he is in jail for it while... People are like, really? <laughs> yeah, I think this was it. I think this was p- some of the data that was included in the LaGuardia report, uh, like wow. in the, that was eventually published. Wow. Yeah, Fiorello LaGuardia. Fiorello yeah. means wow. little plant. I mean, how appropriate. Fiorello LaGuardia. <laughs> what was he, the mayor? Of yeah, yeah. They said oh, that. Wow. That sounds like that airport should be friendly to medical cannabis yeah. patients. Right? <laughs> you should be able to get it there. <laughs> No, but it's those damn honeybees that are chasing people. Everybody's walking around with those bee baskets. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Sure I think we found a way to support the economy, just like how people <laughs> sell those. Everybody at, at the, the airport. airport. <laughs> damn, I left mine home. Ow, I got them right here. <laughs> at Hudson News. <laughs> oh, my God. I love it. Cool. So this was good, guys. Yeah, yeah. And, I, I, yeah. you know, um, 
I guess one of the positive things is that we we could end on is that there was actually a study just published about um, Alzheimer's research and yeah. cannabis improving that. And I, and I love stories yep. like this because everyone think associates cannabis with impairing cognition, and yet we see improvements in, in people like Alzheimer's patients and other people. Right. Um, and, and definitely, you know, agitation, aggression, these right. are issues faced with the ah. population of dementia, and it right. helps with what, those marijuana groups. Helps yeah. with it. it seems yeah. to help them. Now, how about it? Die smoking it, or, or uh, well, you know, sometimes it's it's, you know, I think the most extreme example is like Parkinson's. It can be difficult for some patient groups to, to swallow, mm-hmm. or, or or sorry, to, to smoke wow. or mm-hmm. inhale stuff. So mm-hmm. sometimes just being able to put Sub-legal. it under the tongue. That's yeah. why I mentioned yeah, the nabiximol yep. because it's absorbed yep. under the tongue. Right. You just spray it in the mouth. Yep, well, and, and then and it's that way yeah you don't have to worry about them choking on well that's what we need to do more research to talk about what is really real and what's not i want to get out of here and get in the laboratory (laughs) (laughs) we have some great things for you to smell (laughs) (laughs) we gotta put you in the lab coat (laughs) dr jayhan all Uh, right well yeah well, you guys can be my, my lab mice. Right. We will. All right. I'm down. All I, right, got, I got a whole bunch of lab mice for you. you know? <laughs> Trust me. Good. Good, good. So maybe what we could do is have people also send us, if they want to, on our Facebook page, post questions and stuff like that that yeah. they want to hear so that as we get ready for the next episode, we can kind of maybe get some feedback, get some ideas people want to know about, and we can uh, try to go from there. And eventually we're going to be on Patreon, too, so that people can yeah. start supporting us. So this is kind of cool. Uh-oh. I know. I know. Yeah. All right. All right, folks. Any, signing off. I think yeah. we might. So, unless you have a, a quick hit you want to get out there. No, nah, no hits. I'm just hilarious. I'll be at the salad this weekend. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so tired. Let me stop. <laughs> oh, my God. You can't even put your glasses <laughs> on right now. That? I know. That was funny. He's like struggling <laughs> to put the glasses on. Oh. All right. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks so much, everybody, joining you. And please, guys, don't forget to tell your friends about New Hemp Times. And please stay safe out there and let's heal the world with weed. Thanks. Uh, Bye-bye. Bye.